In 1901, at Spindletop Hill near Beaumont, the future of Texas changed dramatically as, like a fountain of fortune, thousands of barrels of oil burst from the earth towards the sky. Soon, Detroit would be cranking out Model Ts by the millions, and America was on the move, thanks to the black gold being produced in Texas. Now, more than a century later, the vehicles are different, but nothing else has truly changed. Sure, there may be many other alternative energy sources like wind and solar and electric. But let's be honest, America depends on oil and entrepreneurs. And if the USA is truly going to be independent, it has to know the crude truth. This episode of The Crude Truth is brought to you by Oil and Gas Workers Association, Sandstone Group, Air Compressor Solutions, Basin Fluids and the Fuel Pros. Well, what an exciting morning we are having here. Uh, this is a Crude Truth exclusive. Um, thank you to the Sandstone Group for helping us get this thing going so quickly. Um, and I call this an exclusive because it's true. That's what it is. Today, I've got some great hosts, but more importantly, I have people that are boots on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio right now. But joining me this morning are Stu Turley with the Sandstone Group. Stu, how are you? Uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood and we're going to have fun. Good. And then I've got Dr. Mike Chalmers, who is a health doctor uh, out of the Frisco area. Doctor, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Well, good. Well, gentlemen, thank you all very much for being here. Uh, But more importantly, let's get to the stars that are the boots on the ground from the great state of Texas, from West Texas, might I add, is Matt Cody, president of the Oil and Gas Workers Association, and John Gallo, who is part of also the Workers Association, but is part of the Ohio. Ohio chapter, because as I mentioned just now, they are physically boots on the ground right now in East Palestine, Ohio. Matt, John, how are you guys? Doing well, sir. How are you? Doing good. Matt, how's it going? Doing great. How are you, right? Oh, doing well. Are you awake over there? Yes, we are. Good, good. Uh, okay. Well, let's just dive in, though, because I know that we don't have super a whole lot of time. Sure. What is going on over there? What does it look like right now? Give me the catchphrase. Give me the crude truth real quick. The Biden administration's lying to people and that's the crude truth (laughs) (laughs) what do you mean by that matt what do you what are you seeing out did you hear a couple of weeks ago joe biden's epa chief tell people to trust the government (laughs) i mean come on look uh what we're seeing is uh and john you can probably talk about this a lot better than i can but everybody that we talk to there's this kind of fear like because they're being told one thing and a lot of people just don't trust the government and they they certainly don't trust this administration but we've talked to a lot of people here locally who are still afraid to drink the water no matter what they're being told. Right. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Um, There's a lot of locals. You know, we've been out here for two days now talking to people. Um, Everybody that doesn't need water that drives by is just very appreciative. We've had people stop and offer donations. We've had people stop and give us water. You know, there's people that are in tears that are appreciative of what we're doing here. And, you know, we're talking to them and we're also talking to them about, you know, we're here for a, a secondary reason and that's to get the truth out and give these people a platform that they can feel comfortable speaking to. Well, 
and, and that's why we're here, you know, Stu and Dr. Chalmers. So we want to give y'all that platform right now. Um, what are y'all seeing? You know, we, we've seen the, the videos of Senator J.D. Vance with the water. Um, what are you guys seeing over there? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of people in the area that just need supplies. They need water. Um, but the biggest thing they need right now is answers, right? Um, there's a lot of people here that don't have the knowledge. They don't have the understanding of what is going on because everything is being kept secret. You know, we're not talking about a group that can't physically understand it. We're talking about a group that's not getting the information. You know, we're talking about a group that is feels like they're being left on the edge. We're talking about a group of people that live here that have lived there here their whole lives. They don't want to leave. They don't know what to do, but they're scared to be here day in, day out because of the situation with the water. Well, and, and that's one thing, you know, Dr. Chalmers, um, I know that you were just recently on talking about the water and so forth. Can you explain that to us a little bit. Yeah, so there's, it's not just the water people need to be worried about. It's still kind of some air quality function. The issue that we get into is that vinyl chloride is a is a hydrocarbon, so it's going to sit on top of the water. And that's why when they when you see the news video and they stick pull a stick through the water and it gives you that, that oily sheen, that's what we're seeing is the vinyl chloride. The problem is it's not just in the water. It's on the land. It's on all the water that the animals are eating and drinking out of, any of the grass that it was sitting on. Now the animals are eating that. So this is a much bigger issue than just don't drink the water and you'll be fine. You can't eat the animals. You can't eat the food that's been grown there. You've got to walk. You got to worry about all that stuff. And until they start cleaning at the water filtration systems, until they start cleaning that for hydrocarbon function, it's always going to be there. It's always going to sit on the on the filters. It's going to sit in the pipes. It's going to sit on everything. They've got to dechlorinate that stuff and pull those 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 hydrocarbons out. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem for years. Uh, Dr. Dr. Trump, Trump, I want to, I, I want to yep. interrupt here for just a sec, and that is a normal, uh, you can't boil that stuff out, Dr. Chalmers, as you talked about on our, our interview, but it's also worse than that is there's a limitation of city water not being able to clear that out. Can you explain that a little bit? There's going to be some city water systems that can do it. What has got to happen? Well, so when you're starting to try to pull this stuff out, what you actually have to do, there was a big deal in, in, in Bachman Road, uh, that aquifer in, uh, I want to say, Oscoda, Michigan, not too terribly long ago, a couple of years ago. And the way they did it was they used um, they used chemicals to break that down. And so like the big thing that you, you're going to see them, them needing to use is uh, ampicillin. It was what they used to, to kind of break all these things down, but they had to pump, uh, they used pyruvate ampicillin and they pumped hydrogen gas into it to bind everything together so they could pull the stuff out. If they're not doing active chemical binding and pulling this stuff out, it's just going to cycle through. You can boil off this water as much as you want to. All it's going to do is put this stuff into a gaseous form, put it back up into the air and let it rain back down on everybody. So unless you chemically break this apart and chemically extract it, you're not going to get there. Some of the filtrations will help. Like if you have a whole house reverse osmosis filter system, that will pull some of this out. But if you're not full RO, you're not getting this stuff out. You're going to throw it back in the dirt, which is going to contaminate the dirt and contaminate everything around it for years. Yeah. And I just want to point out, um, so currently we are less than a half a mile from the derailment from ground zero. Um, and we are on the main drag. The road right behind us goes right to where the derailment was. And there's people in and out of there nonstop. Well, they have two very large street sweepers that have been running that road. And our vehicles on the main drag yesterday were completely covered in dust. Yeah. And it's the dirt and stuff that's coming from 
down at ground zero. Well, and the other big thing is, so one of the things about vinyl chloride is it's heavier than air. And so what's going to end up happening is that as it was seeping out of the tanker, all those guys are going to be covered in it. And the problem is that this isn't one of those things where, oh, I'm not dead right now, so I'm okay. This creates massive problems inside the body, ends up with lots and lots of liver cancer and all sorts of things long-term. So if they don't start detoxing these guys and pulling it out, it's going to be bad pretty quick. And there's a very specific way you've got to do it. The IVs for the liver, you know, I would make sure everybody's getting glutathione, methylated folic acid, B6, vitamin C, and then I would put ozone into the IVs. But if you're not doing that type of stuff, you're not going to get this stuff cycled out. You're going to start seeing lots of bad stuff in these people in a couple months. So it's going to be a much bigger issue in a couple months than it is right now. And I don't know how, if we give it six months or a year, I don't know if we're going to be able to pull this waste out of people before all the damage is already done. Wow. You know, you know, Matt, what are you guys seeing? Of, you know, y'all been there for a couple of days now. So what are the locals saying? Obviously, they're very appreciative for the water. But just with what Dr. Chalmers just said, you know, are they concerned? You know, how concerned are they with the health of this small town of 5,000? Yeah, I was listening to a lady do an interview this morning and she started breaking down in tears. You know, as she was talking, she was talking about being concerned for her children and for her, her, her whole family. You know, people here are concerned. Um, that's what we see a lot. And, you know, just under the surface of a bunch of brave faces, people are very scared. They're very concerned, uh, um, not just for them personally. You know, what's going to happen to my health, but what's going to happen to my kids and what's going to happen to our, you know, our pets, you know, our fur baby, um, um, what's going to happen to our neighbors. And so there, there's a whole lot of hope. There's a whole lot of bravery, but there's a whole lot of fear in this town and people who are not sure what to believe anymore. They're not sure what to think. Uh, they're hopeful that it won't be bad, but they're very concerned about future health problems. And uh, they're also great. You know, the, the lady this morning who was talking about, uh, she was asked by a, a news anchor, hey, what do you think about those guys from Texas sending up all that water? Um, she just started breaking down and crying. And she was she was very grateful. So I just wanted to say thank to you, Ray, Stu, and everybody else who helped send water. These people up here that y'all sent water to truly are great. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked to we talked to one person in particular this morning. She's a local business owner, uh, does not want to be named. Uh, and we're going to make sure that that, you know, kept that way. Um, but her, you know, her exact words were she doesn't want to talk about it because she doesn't want to get run out of the town. She doesn't want her business to be closed. She doesn't want anything to happen to her in a negative aspect. And I've heard it from a few different people there. Like Matt said, you know, there was one lady that was willing to talk about it this morning. There's been a couple people, but I think the overwhelming consensus is we don't want to talk about it because we don't want the consequences. Yeah. Well, consequences. Go ahead, Stu. Consequences from who? So I haven't specifically asked that question. You know, I think these people are stressed out enough. I don't want to hash out any, you know, hash any things or get anybody emotional. I want this to be a positive, you know, venture here. Um, But I would say based on what that lady said, the consequences are, you know, they're going to revoke the business or they need it for this. You know, there's a group of EPA guys that just bought up a whole block um, and they had uh, kicked us out of an area this morning because they're putting a trailer in there. Um, now with the contacts that we've made and the people that are grateful, we got the city to bring a skid steer down and we were able to move our pallet down, but they're set up right behind us. This is the trailer right here that kicked us out. And the wow. EPA took that whole block over there and that's where their offices are going to be set up. Um, now, full disclosure, the town is thankful that they're here local. They're not somewhere else. You know, that is a benefit for them, but what are they doing? That's a good question. What are they doing? Uh, I mean, if there's not a problem here, why is the EPA here? Are, are you still seeing people in uh, anywhere in town wearing any type of facial, like real face mask breathing apparatuses? 
professional no um i've seen a few people drive by today that have face coverings and things like that um but i don't i don't think it's being talked about to where that is even a viable option you know i don't know if these people even know that that may help and it probably won't based on the last mass venture that we've had um i don't know if that's going to help at all either um but you know there's no real protocol here you know i've been talking to people they've been having town meetings um and from my understanding they're basically scripted um i have not personally attended one wait hold um, on do know somebody john, that has. john are you saying the yes. town meetings are scripted they're are, yes. like as if they're for show i've had a conversation with a guy a local guy who has been here day one has drone footage of the night that it derailed um has been here has been here with us yesterday has been here with us today um and he said that every town meeting that he has went to has felt scripted and they were told what to say and how to react and what questions to ask um now i did not ask him if that was you know presenters or bystanders um but i think we could probably get to the bottom of that we have a conversation end of quote repeat the line Remember when Biden read that off? Yeah. Right. Stand um, do- here. Do- Dr. Chalmers, you know, uh, uh, John just described that some people are wearing some kind of a, of a mask. And, and then you also yeah. mentioned a few minutes ago, Dr. Chalmers, that, hey, this is almost like a circle, like it just continuously. You know, do people need to be really be concerned there in the area right now about their breathing and what they're breathing in? <clears throat> Not in the moment. Um, right now, the stuff's mostly mostly been, been dealt with. It's either, it's either into the ground or it's been up in the air and blown away. And the big thing is, is that what people have to understand is that this is not just a Palestine issue. This is a, you know, couple miles away, 10, 50, 70, 100 miles away, because the winds at that at altitude are carrying this stuff all over the place. So I wouldn't be worried about what you're breathing in right now. I'd be much more worried about what you're eating and drinking from this point forward and what you're bathing in. Because, you know, for the first week or so, the water that you're bathing and drinking and all that type of stuff, washing your dishes with, things like that, watering your lawn with, that your kids or your kids and your if the animals are in, all that stuff was already in the tower, already in the pipe. So that was clean. Here in a couple of weeks, whatever was that is now being filtered, being that is now being put in the tanks and in the pipes, that's where it's going to be problematic. So you're going to start to see this if they don't figure out a way to, like I said, chemically pull this stuff apart while they're processing the water. In about a week or so, all that stuff's going to start, this can come in your shower, it's going to come everywhere else. You're not going to be able to get away from it. So face masks, the little paper face masks do nothing for anybody for any reason. But if you're wearing an actual gas mask, that would have been great for the night of the red. About two days after that, three days after that, it's not going to be a big enough deal because it's it's so around everything else. The mask thing's not going to be very helpful. But uh, let me ask this, RT. Sorry for interrupting, um, uh, Matt. Uh, we, you know, when when Dr. Chalmers, right before this, we were talking because the um, they stopped shipping this stuff. The contaminated water to there were two places they were shipping this out by tankers uh, going to. Uh, Houston to put into a uh, disposal well and then another location. And I just heard that they're stopping it. Can y'all tell us what they're doing to that stuff now? I heard that they had put a pause on shipping it out of here. I was reading an article about that. Of course, we know that the Biden administration likes to use the word pause a lot like they did with pausing federal oil and gas leases. Right. Um, John, talk about what you know they're doing here locally. So uh, this morning we had some individuals stop and we were talking to them about that. And when, you know, Matt had mentioned where they had came from, the the subject came up that, oh, they're not shipping it, you know, to Texas anymore. Um, and we responded, you know, no. And the gentleman said, no, they're actually shipping the water and the contaminated soil to an incinerator not very far from here by the river. And they're incinerating it there. So it's just all 
all staying right there in the area, um, right. which doesn't help. And, and I, I want to come back to Dr. Chalmers' point about, hey, the water that was during the water towers, that was all safe. You know, are the citizens of East Palestine and and are and I'm sure they are, um, but I'll ask the full question is how concerned are they with the future moving forward? And more importantly, how do they feel about the EPA and the government helping them move forward when these things really do start to hit the fan? So, again, the people here are scared, um, you know, feeling about the impacts down the road. I don't think they've been given enough information to have an informative opinion about how this is going to go in a few months. Nobody knows about anything. I mean, the roads are blocked down down here. They're blocked. You can't get down there. You know, the news people that have been in the area have told us once you get there, um, they will try to, you know, take your camera. They don't want any filming. They don't want anything like that. Wow. He was even on a private property and they tried, the, the workers tried to get him to leave and he said that it was private property he said there was a conversation with the landowner and then the landowner came over and escorted him off of his property um so everything is hush hush um from a from a media standpoint at least at ground zero you know i don't i don't and i don't live very far from here um you know my wife has family in here um we watched a video today of you know somebody that's close to me that it was basically from their back porch um the night, so, of, the, the night of the derailment yeah so that video was taken off their back porch of the train on fire things like that um they don't have and have not been given the information or any foreshadowing of this event to understand the implications along the next couple months um and you know mr chalmers you talked about dr chalmers excuse me you talked about uh you know a 70 to 100 mile radius well i've been in this business a very long time in oil and gas i know a lot of people in a lot of places i spent a significant amount of time last year in kentucky and i've developed some relationship with people down there the in northeastern in Kentucky, they are coming up with plans right now to shut down dams and things down there because they're concerned that the water is going to hit Kentucky. Well, so what we're actually going to see is we're going to see this kind of trickle all the way through the U.S. because this stuff sits on top of water. And so as long as it hits any type of stream, we're, in pro- we're going to have problems all over the place. The 70, 80 miles is just where the air was going to be toxic at that, that point around the, the, the derailment. But what you're actually going to see is it's going to be in any water system. And the problem is it's going to go into the groundwater and then we, we can't trace it. So we don't know where it's going to go. So, like, I'm in Texas, and because of this and the one in Arizona, I'm getting a full whole house reverse osmosis system put on my house so that my water, my pool, my yard, all that stuff is clean, and it's RO for just the house. But, you know, this type of thing is going to affect a lot more people than just people who are in Ohio. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a much bigger problem. Let me let me uh, let me interrupt because right now yes, you sir. got Matt uh, Cody. You guys hit on it. It's going to the incinerator over there, Doctor Chalmers. Before we started talking, you, you also mentioned just a second ago that when you you got to separate it out, and you guys said that this thing is going in dirt and it's going in water and it's going into the incinerator, and the fumes are coming out. So, Doctor Chalmers, if this fumes are still coming out, that could go a lot further. And it is extremely dangerous because you and I talk, it's easier to get rid of nuclear waste than this stuff, right? Well, the good thing about nuclear waste is that it's contained within a nuclear reactor, typically. And so it's easy to get rid of. Um, the problem with this is that you can't 
it's going to be much more difficult to find until it's in a quantity that's highly toxic. And so depending on how hot they're burning it and what they're pre-treating it with, it might not do a whole lot, but kick these fumes up into the atmosphere. And then we got to deal with all that stuff again. When you, sure. when you burn stuff, you're basically adding carbon and oxygen to it. It does not necessarily mean that you're fully denaturing it. Um, so what you really want to do is if you can pump hydrogen through it, it'll help clear some of that out. It'll make a bunch of hydrochloric acid, but you can deal with hydrochloric acid real easily. You can't really deal with some of these vinyl fluoride issues very well um, if it lands on dirt and stuff like that. So that is another issue we got to worry about is what's going to happen to the particulate that comes out of the burning process. Um, uh, you know, there's just, this is such a long-term terrible tragedy that has happened. Um, I mean, this could be um, our Chernobyl in a way uh, that we have had here in America. Um, and especially with the way that this is going to trickle and affect the rest of the United States. Um, Matt, I know that um, you and, and John are part of the Oil and Gas Workers Association. You guys are there delivering water and supplies, but this is not going to be your only shipment to the area. Is that correct? Right. No, there are truckloads coming out of the Permian Basin and from other places across the country still. Um, a lot of people just uh, pitching in. We appreciate y'all's contributions. Ray, Make His Country, Crude Truth. We appreciate you, Stu, Sandstone Group. Um, a, a lot of individuals and businesses in the Permian Basin who have uh, pitched in and people in the DFW Metroplex, people from Colorado. I mean, just everywhere. I could go on and on. Um, and they need it. People here need that water. And Ray, go ahead. Well, and how can they find you if they want to help give back, you know, give to? Sure. Uh, if people want to contribute to this, uh, find that there's a tab on the Oil and Gas Workers Association website that's labeled Help Ohio. That Our website is OGWAUSA.com. Find the Help Ohio tab, click on it, and uh, you can donate there. Also, there are uh, LinkedIn posts for Keith Stelter, for John Gallo, for me, uh, several other people, Wes Johnson, Derek Clark, Caitlin Edge, uh, uh, a ton of people, uh, you, Stu, that they can find a link on and contribute directly to the effort. And Ray, you know, you mentioned something earlier. I know maybe it was Dr. Chalmers. He was talking about, you know, between this train derailment and the one in Arizona, now he's getting an RO system for his home. You know, uh, we've started to pay attention to train derailments over the last month. And now we we're starting to find out, man, there are a lot more train derailments in this country than people knew about it. And it's a simple reminder that pipelines are the safest, most efficient way to transport American oil and gas in this country. And that's the crude truth right and there. that's <laughs> the crude truth. Hey, RT, uh, I'm going to get information from Dr. Chalmers and yes. we'll have this available for your show notes because, Matt, uh, thank you guys for boots on the ground and I'm sorry for stepping in, but we need to get the health information from Dr. Chalmers out to the good citizens in Ohio. But, uh, please tell Dr. Chalmers thank you so much thank for you. taking time to get information to people and just to tell people what, what's possible, what's going on, maybe what they're not warning you about because people are scared. People need to know that. So thank you all for getting the information to them. Thank you, Dr. Chalmers, for, for taking time and just caring about them. Absolutely, man. Well, guys, we'll let you all get thank back you. to it over there. Uh, Matt, Cody, uh, uh, John Gallo, uh, the Oil and Gas Workers Association, uh, their boots on the ground helping Americans, Americans helping Americans. That's, that's what we do. And uh, we got to remember that and uh so anybody out there please go to uh the oil and gas workers association website uh donate help if you have another group that you help out with 
please do because this is going to affect America. Uh, Dr. Chalmers, uh, do you have anything in, in, that you'd like to share in closing? No, I think it, the sooner you can treat stuff, the always the better. So when we get this information out, if you guys can start finding people who will help, help do the IVs and help do the detoxification, it's going to be super important for the first responders, but it's going to be important for everybody. The other people I would 100% make sure we start looking at is anybody who's pregnant because this stuff is going to be toxic for them and toxic for babies. So we got to really start worrying about that. So let's make sure we start cleaning people up so that they, we can start getting through this. And Mr. Turley. Hey, I just appreciate you guys boots on the ground and uh, appreciate everybody doing everything. It's not a good time. So uh, it's it's called being, uh, like you said, Matt, uh, uh, Americans. And uh, as we say from Texas, you know, Americans. So Americans. thank you all. Well, thank you Thanks, all everybody. very much uh, uh, for, for uh, doing this. And uh, we're going to uh, get, get get going so we can get this uh, out and, and moving forward. And uh, just thank everybody very much. And we'll talk to you all soon. This episode of The Crude Truth is brought to you by Oil and Gas Workers Association. Sandstone Group, Air Compressor Solutions, Basin Fluids and the Fuel Pros, and Real News Communication Network. The easiest way to start your own podcast and TV show? Real News Communications Network. Stand out from your competition. Produce streams of high-quality social media content. Become a thought leader in your industry. With RNCN, you get to be the host. We handle everything else. Tour one of our three locations in Dallas, Fort Worth, and the Colony. Call 972-402-6333 or visit launchashow.com to find out more.